I'm a little puppet man, I watched the movie. It was Pinocchio and this is her just saw. I mean, I think I feel the obvious question is, when were you last on the show? Um, I don't recall. I can also turn the microphone towards you because I have that fine carrying voice that gets me through. It makes me the real podcast daddy. <laughs> Uh, was it good luck to you, Leo Grand? I think, yeah. Leo Grande, right? No, Leo Grand. Grande? Grand. Anyway, um, it's, you know, it's been a while for me since I've done one of these because, boy howdy, did the Christmas period just not yield any, like, (laughs) marketable content because, I'll tell you what, listener, because Vanessa Hudgenson did not make a new, no, Hudgens? Vanessa Hudgens did not make a new Princess Switch movie. And frankly, if I can't watch that at Christmas... Is it even Christmas? <laughs> Welcome back to Heard You Saw. Uh, it's me, Nick, and I'm joined by Jim. Hello. Um, and we just watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, yes, and now I, I want to stress that you uh, had initially um, expressed reluctance or at least uh, trepidation uh, on seeing this film. Correct. Um, but before we get to that, Jim, we begin as ever with a round of one-line hot takes. Oh. You know, remember that part of the show? <laughs> uh, Where you have to summarize your feelings today. Sh- sh- no, I wish I'd prepared for this. <laughs> so I'm trying to get cute, trying to talk about my <laughs> better textual feelings of the film. You should have prepared for the actual structure of the pod. Um, as, as you seem wrong-footed, um, I think I might have one. Um, I am shocked by how much I liked Pinocchio specifically as a mm, character. Mm. I that's one of the reasons I had trepidation about this because yeah. traditionally I've not enjoyed Pinocchio as a character mm. because he fucking sucks. He's an annoying little like oh, I'm just a little puppet man <laughs> doing little puppet things. And it's just like what the you know he's kind of shitty but also he's like wholesome and I'm just like eh, mm. I don't know if this lands for me. Whereas this, this struck is, a really fine balance. This is longer than one line. Yeah, I know, but like, come on, there's just the two of us. Yeah, you know, we we got time to fill. Got to get got to grind out the content grist to go into the machine. I see. <laughs> yes, your one line hot take, please. Uh, I guess Pinocchio. Uh, I enjoyed that it um, often lent into the sinister. Yes. Well, Guillermo del Toro, right? I mean, unsurprising. Yeah. I mean, I was very pleased, you know, before we do even, I mean, the prep, I was thinking about it upstairs when I was, you know, when I was using the bathroom before we recorded, and I was just like, well, when we get to the preps, I was like, well, it's Pinocchio. But also, I mean, it is. But not as you know it. Yeah. It's, um, it's a, it's a new take. Yeah. But it actually is a new take. Yeah, in that it is, I, I mean, it is broadly the same story, um, but it is, instead, they, um, Guillermo has situated it within a point uh, in time, which I think the fairy tale, or, and the, I think the Disney version, which I barely remember, um, is you know more that I mean Disney would do the sort of like yeah it's vaguely Italian but not anything specific. Yeah. Whereas this is definitely yeah it's in World War Two. It's in Italy. Mussolini yeah. is in the movie. Yes, um, we little Mussolini, or as I said when we were watching Mussolini, because <laughs> uh, he's so small. Mm. Uh. I did also enjoy you know. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like um, answering to um, Taika Waititi's joke about the um, the Heil salute uh, in Jojo Rabbit, how mm. he says like, yeah, the, you can do, like, 
I saw a thing where he was specifically saying, oh, I want to ridicule that. And so he had the whole thing of, oh, everyone has to say Heil Hitler to each other and it takes ages. Yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has answered on that. And every time the Hitler salute, well, I guess most of the fascist salute yeah, the, happens. You know, one of them. Uh, I just did, did one of those. <laughs> yes. You know, that doesn't uh, translate well to radio, no. but I did it. Um, every time someone does something, like someone will drop something or knock something over. <laughs> that, I did like when the priest dropped his bicycle yeah. when they were all out in the rain. They were just like, huh. and he goes, and he was uh, like, oh, do I pick up my bicycle? Do I do the, sal- the salute? Do right? I keep yeah. saluting? Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. Um, yeah, but it's Pinocchio, um, lonely woodcarver, carves a wooden boy. There's a cricket who's the conscience of the wooden boy. Mm. He absconds to the circus. Shenanigans ensue. Mm. I guess that's a pretty potted way to talk about it. So, this was stop motion. Um, and I stand by my assessment that um, people who make stop motion... A dangerous lunatic <laughs> um, who should be locked up. But goddamn, if it doesn't look good and if it's not like incredibly timeless as mm. like an animation quality, because I was while I was watching it, I was naturally thinking of like you know the works of Studio Leica, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, this looks like about as good as those because even though those movies came out like you know like five, ten years ago or mm. whatever, like. Because it's real physical stuff, it just it's it the, the animation doesn't necessarily age. Yeah, there are some aspects to this film where they do some clever stuff with like you know fusion of CGI with mm. um, stop motion stuff that's a bit more technologically yeah. advanced than like there's all the a, work. There's a particular shot I was very impressed with, which was um, a view of the circus from a distance, and they had been doing this thing where some of the backgrounds either were or appeared to be like painted mm. in that sort of like old Hollywood look. Yeah. Where, which, the big map paintings. Yeah, like, but yeah. also because it's stop motion, it looks like a model, which, and so that works really well being like, Oh, look at this. View. I, that looks like a painted background, but that sort of adds to the charm of it. Yeah. But they're one of the circus where the, the Ferris wheel was moving, even though it looked like a painting. So, uh, that was just, that just made my brain go, Oh, <laughs> gives you the good juice. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. Um, I, I also really liked, like, in the same way, by situating it not only within properly Italian culture, but and mm. also World War II culture as well. Like, it was weird to see a lot of Jesus yeah. in I Pinocchio. Mean, I, find, I mean, I don't know if this counts, this should be past the spoiler klaxon, but like... I was Which means Pinocchio yeah. is the thing. But no, like, I, really, I really enjoyed... Pinocchio looking up at um, the, uh, the big wooden Ju- Catholic yeah, Jesus. Ju- Jesus on the cross uh, and saying like, why does everyone like this wooden boy, but not me? <laughs> and I was like, Geppetto going to be like, well, it's not literally a wood. It's not that they mm. like the wood. It's meant to represent a larger <laughs> concept. I don't have time to explain, but he doesn't. I was just like, ah, come on now. Let's get into some real like deep <laughs> philosophical shit with this puppet movie. Um, I think one of the things I want to say at the top is like that I really appreciate Guillermo del Toro everywhere he's gone in promotion of this film. Um, he has not only taken the little Pinocchio puppet yeah. with him, which has been great to see, but he's been adamant and forthright in his saying like, no, I want the animators who made this to be recognized for the work that they mm. put in. And I want animation as a medium to be more respected for as a, as a thing that can be used as a vessel for telling stories for adults rather mm. than being like, you know, ghettoized into the sort of Disney model of things. Yeah. And the question I was going to ask you, Jim, is do you think that I, cause I, I have a, I have an answer to this, but like, do you feel that this was a movie for children? Yes. Yes. 
Lo- I mean, and largely my impression for that was the way it opened, which is my biggest criticism of it, is that I didn't like the way it started. Mm. Uh, and I thought, oh, no. But then it picked up, so I'm like, okay. Yeah, but- once Pinocchio yeah. entered the movie... Which again, yeah. well, weird was, thing. It was really once once um, the cricket entered the movie that it, it picked up for me. My mm. issue with the way that it opened was that it did a lot of telling and not showing. Yeah. Um, and I like yeah, and and it is, you know, it, I really hate those sort of scenes where it's like, oh, people are happy now because something bad is going to happen. But yeah. now they're happy, and we're going to spend a lot of time showing you how happy they are to make it more tragic when they're not happy. And I just don't believe it. But everyone loves the opening of Up, Jim. Everyone says the well, opening see, of Up well, is so the, the best thing. thing. The opening of Up works better because... Um, well, one of it, because the bit that everyone remembers is a montage. Yeah. And the bit that I thought was strongest in the opening of Pinocchio was the song, which yeah, was also where a, he montage. Did a good montage. And the, yeah. the whole thing was just like, this is now showing everything that you have already stated with words. Yeah. So I just sort of felt like, why didn't you just open with the song? Mm. Um, and so already my memory is going like, oh, is this going to be like, is it going to be like this the whole way through? That it's yeah. sort of like, and my, well, my feeling was that like, oh, the reason you had to put it in words uh, is because it's a film for children. Mm. Um, but then as it went on and there's like, there are some things that are sort of like, trickier to explain to because you know it doesn't explain what Nazis are and what and who Mussolini is yeah uh, and you can't expect necessarily expect a child to understand that no um, apart from like this is a bad I mean I feel yeah. like they're, they're, you know depending on the age of the child there's enough cultural osmosis that doing yeah. one of these like a yeah. Nazi salute they're gonna be like oh that's yeah. what bad people do but also and also, also just real also, quick parents Tell your children that Nazis are bad. <laughs> Just, you know, fascism, not a good move. Oh, yeah, you really had to say that well, to I... all the parents listening. Yeah, we've got a lot of parent <laughs> listeners, I'm sure. But, um, but the, the, I also don't think that's necessarily a problem because Pinocchio, the character, doesn't understand either. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, and it is kind of sinister and, like, often... Um, like, a bit, like, weird and dark in places. Mm. Like, not... I feel like the moment you say that makes it, it's great. Like, just there are, it's, it's more like thematic and like subtextual, like sort of stuff where it's like, oh, this is, this is weird now. Yeah. Um, and, um, which, yeah, I think it sort of, there will be people who think it sort of pushes that line on what's acceptable to show to children. Yeah. Um, but, um, I am a firm believer in that children should be terrified by the films that they watch. <laughs> um, but also, like the 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 messages and the like, the heart of the film are very is very sort of um, I don't want to say wholesome, but like like simple, clear, like good messages for children about like how like you know like there's a whole that this um, now this is the biggest like the biggest change from the original the yeah. but the um, bit with the the children on the, I guess we should explain. Um, well, like, you know, see, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, again, uh, we'll 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 do the usual thing that we do before okay. the spoiler clacks. And so, Jim, would you recommend people see this movie? Yes, I would also say yes. I mean, I just before we get into like talking about specific plot elements, what I was going to say that I felt is that I think what this nailed for me mm. was what I would refer to as the Ghibli sweet spot. Ah. This felt to me like a Ghibli movie in the sense that like children could watch this and mm-hmm. they would have a good time. But also, there was a lot more going on in this movie that adults will also mm. watch and get more out yeah. of. It's like my experience of watching the stage show of My Neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there are a lot of children in the audience, 
And but the thing is, it's like the experience of observing the story, both film and stage show of Totoro, is understanding that you are witnessing a story told from the perspective of a child yeah and the way that they react to some of the situations that they're put in in many cases something that they're not capable of handling is like it it, it hits different to an adult i think because yeah. a child can empathize whereas an adult feels very like i really hate seeing this kid go through this stuff mm. like you know satsuki is being doing her best She's looking after her sister. She's trying not to be a burden to her dad. She's worried about her mom. And it's all too much. She's like fucking 10. She shouldn't have to, but she does. And mm. that's one of the things that makes like Ghibli storytelling really good is that yeah. it's it's not afraid to put children in situations that are not just challenging, but like, you know, emotionally raw. Yeah. And I think what this film did well is that while Pinocchio as a character is sort of like, he does have those emotional beats, but it's always like kind of from this perspective of genuinely not understanding because his, his relationship to the world is like he was born with like language and context of like things, but also doesn't know anything, mm. you know? Like he's like, I want to go to a church. What is church? And then he finds his way to a church apparently by instinct. And you're like, Okay, there's a, there's a kind of question about, like, how you relate to the world around you to a certain extent. And I think that this film really, like, centers that childlike perspective, but also deals enough with clever... Th- we don't, we're not clever. Like, you know, serious real-world things, like the insidious rise of fascism. Like, um, your father will never truly love you because he's a toxic masculine piece of shit. Mm. You know, like, what to do when caught inside a big fish, etc. <laughs> Or even, or even just the concept of like, oh, a being immortal and watching your yeah. your friends and well, friends. Well, I was going to say like, once we get past the spoiler clacks, I mm. want to talk about the note that this film ended on because I was mm. like, that's a very interesting note. Um, but I also would recommend this film. I think it's very good. It's visually incredible. Like, if you like animation, w- watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, if you've got children, I don't know what. I mean, you might. I mean, we might have parents who listen to this show. I have friends with kids millennials are having kids now allegedly (laughs) millennials are like in their 40s now it's it's getting weird for us Um, but yeah okay so ding dong spoiler klaxon if Mm -hmm. you don't want to know specifics about the story of Pinocchio then you know stop listening now but the note it ended on for me is like was very almost fatalistic because everyone dies as everyone will die yeah but then it had this whole sort of message that the death is what makes life real. Yeah. And that is what makes Pinocchio a real boy. Uh, he doesn't as, become yeah. human, which I thought was interesting. Uh, because yeah, in every I, other question of Pinocchio. Because I had twigged that... Um, twigged? Oh, oh he's a wooden good. boy. Very good. Uh, I had twigged that... Um, that um, the Cricket's wish would be used to make Pinocchio a real boy. Mm. Um or at least, uh, but and it was just kind of what happened. He saved his life in the end. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, um, but I was not. Ex- I was expecting him to be like, oh, they bring back the Carlo like model model they yeah, already yeah. had. Um, but of course, the, of course, that would be kind of wrong because the whole point is that like he's Carlo, not Carlo. is dead and he yeah. is not Carlo. He was yeah. created in a. Dr- what I liked as well is that like he was created in a drunken fit of rage. Oh, I loved and that. Pathos. I loved that. I was that. just like, ah, oh, um, this dude hates being alive well, now I, that his I just, son is dead. I just, I mean, I think when I really got on board was the scene of Geppetto waking up the following day 
not really remembering what he'd done. Mm. And Pinocchio was alive and he didn't know. And Geppetto was scared. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, moving so weirdly. Yeah. And it was, like, a little bit jump-scary. And, like, there was a lot of bladed objects just flying yeah. around. And you're like, this could all go very wrong very easily. Mm. Like... And his childlike innocence and wonder of just like going, I'm going to throw an axe in the air. And you're like, you just, okay, you need to not do that. Mm. You know, like not a malicious danger, but a danger yeah. to him. But I think yeah, it's also interesting uh, in the notes of the ending, as mm. you say, uh, it's interesting that like, because the cricket posed the question, did Pinocchio die? And then on a happy note says, I, I think he did. Yeah. And being like, Death that, that, is desirable. That, that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, the fear I had when Pinocchio first went to the underworld, um, which, well, first of all, I thought like this is a wildly different direction. It was cool. Uh, and I was first, at first, I was like, oh, I'm not sure, because now this seems like this seemed a bit out of the blue. Yeah. But the moment it was like, so no, you every time you come here, you go back. Yeah. And then this will be a repeated stay thing. Here longer as well. I, that 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 sort of sort of like. Um, you know, a deal with Hades type thing. A very, like, classic story, yeah. like, you know, mythological kind of fairy yeah. tale kind of that, shit that, that grafted worked, on. That worked really yeah. well. And it, and then, you know, we've added to the pantheon of, like, weird god monsters that Guillermo del Toro likes with in his With eyes film. in places that you wouldn't expect eyes to <laughs> yeah. be. Um, and also, like, you know, the, the queen of the underworld, she's kind of bad, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if show me a girl with eyes in her horns... And, like, snakes for a tail. And a big unmoving face with glowing eyes who controls life and death. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, um, uh, I, I tangented myself and I forgot where I was going. Well, we were talking about, like, whether it is or is not for children. Because, yeah. as we've just discussed, it's like there's scenes of, you know, mild peril. Um, but it's also a lot about, like, death. You know, it's death is a very central mm. point. And like, you know, you have um fucking Candlewick's dad being like, you know, oh, you're a boy who can die over and over again. Great, you can make the ultimate sacrifice for your country over and over yeah. again. Well that's yeah, I really enjoyed what they did with the uh with the Pleasure Island sequence. I'm mm. glad they didn't call it Pleasure Island. Um <laughs> Where, you know, that changing that to it was actually a youth camp um, for boys being trained for war. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that is very real. Um, mm. But also that the main the main set piece of that was um, essentially a game. Or it was a training exercise between two teams. Um, and um, Pinocchio and Candlewick, like learn to win the game at the same time yeah. but of course that's not allowed within the rules they think outside the box and collaborate with yeah. each other rather than doing the war thing exactly. of just exactly. colliding and like that is a very simple um, like good message for children hmm. but also with you know in the the setting it's uh, of like not of there it's a literal real war happening and the you know the context that adults will have of being like well like children were not like this but were like were trained for war in this way yeah. and and so that simple message prevailing in that environment is also a very powerful message for adults i i really like one of the ways that they sort of weaved in the whole rising tide of like militaristic fascism um 
with the performances that Pinocchio was doing in the circus mm. of like it started oh, off with then just, became propaganda exactly yeah he becomes like this propaganda tool and mm. like you know doing all these things to like sort of say war is good and I'm gonna fight for the fatherland etc yeah. etc et yeah I really admire that like um I mean adding like war as a backdrop to the plot is another Ghibli thing mm. um but I really admire like because because I, 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 you know, immediately saw, like, you know, being an Italian story, how it was relevant. Mm. But I get, like, Pinocchio is just kind of a collection of stuff story. And, yeah. like, you've got different sort of, you've got the... Alice the, in Wonderland yeah, kind of thing. which is fine. You go from set piece yeah. to set piece and you're like, this is kind of weird, yeah. not that connected, but, but okay. I, I really admired how the theme of, uh, like, war in the backdrop was, um, like carried through into every single one of these pieces so it seemed perhaps more cohesive it was like the through line that carried all of these disparate elements together and that like 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 war was not really the driving force behind the plot but it was present in all of them yeah and it was also the link between like carlo and pinocchio in Mm. some ways Mm. is their relationship with war because carlo is killed by a bomb in the you know the pre-credit well the title card at the end of the movie as well which i was like nice okay um but it's like their relationship to war is what kind of like links them together and how they then proceed to interact with that in different ways because in some ways carlo as a character was honestly i was like fuck this guy like you know he was too like magical young kid perfect kind of thing exactly it's like all right the the very type of of scenes that i hate where yeah like and that was some of the stuff that I was worried would be more prominent in this film. Yeah. And like, I to, to circle back to what you said at the start about me being nervous about this film is that animation Twitter, you know, really likes this movie because one, Guillermo del Toro, two, stop motion. Like it's very yeah, well put together. Course, yeah. Like it's technically wonderful. Um, and the last time something like this happened was when Arcane came out. Everyone <laughs> lost their shit over Arcane and... I never finished it because... Just, How many episodes did you watch? I watched three episodes. That's one more than me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't re- dislike what I saw. I just, it just didn't It's beautifully animated, yeah. but like I just didn't care about anything that happened. It felt very, like... The, the thing is, is I, I like good animation. And, you know, that's definitely a draw for me to watch a thing. Um, you know, like to like recently... Uh, uh, last night, I watched the first episode of the Trigun reboot. Hmm. And... I love Trigun. Very nervous about this reboot because a lot of the creative decisions, I don't know. Um, but Studio Orange, like, are masters of this 3D CGI anime aesthetic. So I'm like, well, I want to see what they're doing. And, like, we, you genuinely were looking over my shoulder and you saw some of the facial animation. Yeah, it was just like, oh, good. that's really impressive. Yeah. Like, you, both of us, like, I don't think you could redo that in 3D CGI anime, yeah. anime and but stuff no, like it, that. Yeah, it wasn't just impressive, like, for 3D CGI, although it was. Yeah. Uh, but it was also like, oh, that's just impressive fa- facial animation. Yeah. Stop. It shows, like, a level of craft and a level of care with it. And, like, I, I, I'm always like, you know, I'll watch something just for the sake of it being beautiful, but with someone like Guillermo del Toro, who I really respect as a creator, because, like, he... You know, I mean, he made Pacific Rim, which is one of my favorite films of all time. So he's he's got a pass from me. He's, <laughs> he's a boy, you know. But like, with what I respect about him as a creator is he's always very much like 
wanting to tell the stories he's want he wants to tell, mm. which I think is both one of the things that makes him so beloved because his stuff does feel like it's speaking for a perspective that's not normally served. Like you look at something like The Shape of Water, mm. um, and like the amount of discourse there was about the whole monster fucker and like you know the sort of queer relationship where. Uh, uh, between, you know, monster movies where you identify more with the outcast monstrous figure who's against the sort of white picket fence to homogenous society, and you're just like, oh, hang on. Queer people see themselves in the monster more? All right. And then mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm going to make a movie that serves that. And you're like, <laughs> oh, you did. Okay, cool. And mm. it, it is like, you know, people coming together to sort of push against repressive government stuff, which is a, a recurrent theme in a lot of his work, which mm. I think he... I think what I was what I was scared of is I thought Pinocchio was going to be dumb. Mm. And like Pacific Rim is dumb, but it's dumb because it's anime whereas this was going to be like dumb in the sense that I was worried it was going to be simplified and saccharine. Mm. But what I was really pleasantly surprised by is that it was quite nuanced and I think really quite well written mm. in terms of like the characters all made sense. Yeah. And I really liked that or like None of the characters were were like necessarily likable. Yeah. Um. Like maybe the cricket the most, but even he was. He like was a, like up himself. Yeah. He was, he was like, like oh, my life's so self, important. Yeah. yeah. And it was it, that, and that was a really difficult thing to do because they were all like, because Geppetto was a drunk and um, lionizing like, his son. Yeah, and um, more concerned with um. Uh, you know, being accepted by the community, or at least tolerated by the community, than uh, he was for his now new son that he was responsible for. Yeah. And Pinocchio was um, this big ball of destructive energy, completely credulous, um, (laughs) and, like, annoying in the way that children are annoying, and that he has questions about everything, but you completely understand why, because everything is new to him, and every emotion he has, he's having for the first time, so he has it, like, uh, intensely. The the moment Um, that sold me on Pinocchio as a character in this movie is when he's like, I'm going to school! It's going to be so exciting! Oh boy, there's the school! I've got my school book, I'm going to have a great time! Sebastian, what do you do at school? And he's like, well, you learn to read and write, and do sums and he goes oh okay well i don't think i care about school anymore and it's just like yeah that level of just like i'm over this now i was like there it is like Mm. that kind of like complete pivot on like what he'd been doing for the last like five minutes i was like there it is (laughs) but yeah so like i i I really did admire that um even though like uh, the characters were all flawed often quite deeply um you like I, I didn't dislike spending time with them yeah because there, like there wasn't that expectation that like oh but you know, you know Pinocchio is a is charming you're He's charmed a you're charmed boy. by him yeah, of course yeah. you're charmed by him we don't need to put any effort into that because and yeah, I was charmed yeah you know. that's the thing like it was it was char- it was very like, it felt very conscious of the ways in which these characters were flawed yes and it it did a really good job. At like um, it, like you say, it didn't take our sort of like you know our being charmed or our investment mm. for granted. It like it never lost sight of the fact that like Pinocchio is an inherently monstrous character. Yeah, C- coming back to like Del Toro's like you know litany of history of like making monster movies and stuff like that. Mm. 
I think he really had a good grasp of like the very specific place that Pinocchio as this sort of homunculus boy mm. is meant to sit both in society but also in the context yeah. of this movie and I was just like yes because I don't I don't remember how much it factors in the original I know I mean I know he goes to the carnival and people are like he's very like beloved by the people as a sideshow attraction yeah but I don't recall like to what extent like people react like what their reaction to like the public at large's reaction to him is before that point yeah um and I really liked that um that yeah Geppetto was just like uh I can't show you to anyone I will lock you up. Yeah. Um, and then he smashes his way out. Immediately escapes, goes to church, and everyone's like, that's a fucking spawn of Satan right there. Yeah, they were like, it's a demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And which exists in this world. Ugh. Like, yeah. It, 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 it worked well. Christoph Waltz, mm. having a lot of fun in this yes. movie. Um, very, I like, there was a moment where I was like, that is Christoph Waltz. All right, there he is. Um, and I, I liked the whole redemption arc for Spazzatoro. Yeah, which I wasn't expecting. Right? I was just like, I feel like this, like, you know, like sidekick villain character is going to fall off the narrative yeah. like, after I that mean, point. Yeah, it feels like his purpose is very much that like, oh, he, he is just the foil for the villain to react off. He can't, he's a monkey, so he can't even speak. Yeah, um, apart from through the medium of puppets. Apart from through the medium of puppets. Um, but, uh, and he's just there to roll his eyes at the situation, much like the monkey in uh, Pirates and an Adventure with Scientists. <laughs> that's, like, that's fine. Um, Another good stop motion thing, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so I was, I was quite gratified to see that then, you know, the, uh, you know, Pinocchio stood up for him and also, you know, recognised that, like, no, he's my co-star. Yeah. Uh, which I loved. And that then the monkey, like, I oh, was still sort of, like, in this sort of morally grey area and that he stayed with um, Christoph Waltz's character, whose name I don't remember. Uh, um, Vulpo, right? Vulpo, yeah. yeah. Oh, because, right, because he's a fox in the, um, in the uh, Disney, Disney version. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but then you know, did, you know, defend Pinocchio in the end and ended up just living with him and everyone's just like, yeah, monkey, and, monkey Until he died. Yeah. And was buried alongside Geppetto yeah. and Carlo. And Played like, chess with the cricket. Yeah, and was like, I really, I, I, I was very struck by, like, when you have this very much like a little found family kind of thing. And you, mm. you know, we've both spoken at length on previous episodes about like, oh, it's a found family gimmick? All right, well, <laughs> I, I guess I'm gonna be all, oh, I've got some feelings here. But I really liked how it was never really like uh, textually commented on, but I liked that in the sort of montage of like, you know, them going back to like the cottage and like living the rest of their lives together. I really liked that they showed Spazzatoro and Geppetto having this very positive and like kind of nurturing physical intimacy because there was a bit when he like wheeled him over in his chair yeah. and then he patted him on the head as they listened to Pinocchio read a story and I'm just like oh that's something he never got from like the last you know like authority father type figure in his life mm. who would like you know hit him with a stick and like you know treat him like shit and I was just like yeah sometimes being kind to people is mm. rad and that's a nice thing and it's not made a big thing of but it's an inherent yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, an easy, like, it's an easily missed moment, but that's what that's one of the reasons I really 
love animation, and this is especially true of, anim- of um, stop motion animation, mm. is that like like nothing is there by accident. Yeah, every single element is obviously planned and animated yeah. accordingly. I will say, if I was to criticize this film, mm-hmm. would have liked to see what became of Candlewick. I agree. I kind of he, kind of, he was kind of left hanging. Yeah, I kind of thought there should have been like just a little scene of Pinocchio in the village at the end, uh, and maybe those like maybe grown up Candlewick and yeah. they meet. Uh, See like, what became whether he learned from his father being yeah. a monster or yeah, because like, I sort of assumed that like when his mother gave Candlewick's mother gave him that red scarf, yeah, that was because like oh because there's going to be a point where he's older and you need to be able to recognize him, yeah. Um, so that's why he needs the scarf. Or I thought like you know it was something they were going to go to war or something and then like mm. a red scarf would blow in the wind and we would know. Yeah, what that the whole means. time I was wondering like I was thinking like, but why would he be wearing his red scarf on the battlefield? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it, yeah, because Candlewick just like after that big emotional scene where that where Candlewick just you know stood up to his father mm. um, to defend Pinocchio, and then there was a bomb, and we saw a shot of Candlewick getting away, though so he didn't he die. He didn't die in the explosion, uh, miraculously. Then, yeah, but then we just never saw him again. Like, How did he get off the island that's surrounded by mines and a horrendous, well, dead fish now? Yeah, like, you know who know, who can say, mm. but. Yeah, that, that was a little thing that left me a little hanging. Yeah. And, like, part of me was, like, I had a weird thought when, um, what's it, uh, uh, um, Sebastian made his wish to bring Pinocchio back to life. Mm. I was thinking that it might be that the Blue Fairy or the, you know, the Forest Spirit, as she was known, would, like, have to give up her own life in order to bring Ooh. him back. Because the, um, the underworld, you know, demon uh, lady was all, like, She's given you a borrowed soul, mm. was made the point earlier. And I was like, well, is it Carlo's soul? Because he's been dead for a while. Is it her own soul? Mm. Is it somebody else's soul? The term borrowed soul seemed kind of like loaded. Yeah. And I, then I when took, they I said... I to mean it was Carlo's soul. But I guess, you know, because at the end they really took the line of that, like, oh, he's, he's not Carlo. Yeah. He's never going to replace Carlo. Uh, I guess borrowed soul could technically mean that, like, his soul is, like was never meant to be like because he was never properly born so or something a, i mean yeah. i i took it that like you know she'd presumably my 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 uh sort of assumption was like she used carlo's soul somehow mm. to animate this puppet initially and then when he's dead he needs a new soul to like uh, come back again so i was like well i assume in some kind of like soul balance thing yeah. she would give up her own life or something uh, i think that's that's more complicated than it is yeah right. i mean you could you could always also say that um much like how pinocchio the puppet was fashioned from a tree uh pinocchio's soul was fashioned from carlo's soul so it's not the same there you go it's transformative yeah, yeah. i mean wouldn't get copyright striked on youtube yeah. is what you're saying yeah there's not much to support that in the text it's just an interpretation like yeah, yeah no yeah. exactly like and so i but equally i also feel that that kind of shows that the movie understood what it needed to focus on mm. it didn't get too bogged down in explaining like i don't know like soul value politics or yeah. whatever it was just like no yeah borrowed soul move on um he has mm. to spend some time in the underworld every time he dies i like when he got shot by mussolini's guy i was like why isn't there a bullet hole in his puppet body <laughs> when he came back because presumably he was killed by that yeah, um, and and the damage like does seem to um, th- linger because his feet yeah. his feet got burned off and he needed Persist, his feet. That's the word and it. when he got hit by a car, he like Geppetto reassembled him, and then they had a doctor checking to see whether he was alive. I love that. That, that was like, very funny. He's dead. He's rigid. He's always been rigid. <laughs> 
But I, I was kind like, of... I just, like, start with him checking for a pulse. I'm like, what are you expecting to find? <laughs> no sap here, like... <laughs> well, maybe the doctor's the sap here. Oh, but, like, I, I kind of expected there to be more... Um, I, I, I kind of... Well, rather, I, I kind of appreciate that it understood that, like, he comes back to life, now he can't, he comes back to life again. Yeah, it's like, all right, all right. D- don't worry too much. Like, you know, yeah. that would be overcomplicating and also distracting from the larger thematic point that it's making. Yeah, yeah I just sort of took, like, because there was a lot of talk about, like, um, like, the rules of how it works. Like, say, like, oh, this is the way that it worked. Like, not, not, the, not that the rules would, like, clearly define, oh, or, like... The, the main focus but there's a yeah. lot of talking like oh this it has to be this way because this is how it works yeah um i just sort of feel like well but it was maybe in the sort of like um greek myth sense that because um uh, sebastian cricket was promised a wish yeah by this bit well whatever he wishes for like that it's the fact that that um the wood nymph or the blue, blue nymph, fairy blue or nymph, whatever yeah um like has had like gave him that boon uh she has to uphold it yeah uh, and that is how it is possible that's how the ma- yeah i also mm-hmm. had the same thought of like we're dealing with the kind of like this is somewhat powered by the fact the narrative convention says that it happens like mm-hmm. you know the rule the rules um <laughs> as it were of just like if you say you know you'll get a wish if you perform this duty and you perform this duty that means you get a wish yeah. it's like almost axiomatic in that yeah. way Though I did like that he acknowledged that like for most of the film he wasn't actually I with Pinocchio sa- so I will say Sebastian Cricket like I know Pinocchio's immortal but mm-hmm. he, he he really got put through the ringer in this movie I'm just, I'm just like I was halfway going to expect through the film like Pinocchio would go to the underworld and see Sebastian Cricket there and it's just like <laughs> oh yeah same same situation <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, you know, on my travels in Peru, I encountered a shaman. I acquired a borrowed sword. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to write about it in my book, Pinocchio, but now I live in your heart. Uh (laughs) What a good time. I thought that was really clear, because I don't think that's from the original either, that that the cricket became sort of bound to Pinocchio because Because he was living in the tree. Because he lived in the tree that made... I thought, like, that's a clever idea. It was. It was good. I liked it a lot. I also liked that the initial form of the wood spirit was just a bunch of floating eyeballs yeah that was freaky that was great i was just like oh no <laughs> i was like oh that, that's what i the movie went from like hmm, this is pretty good to oh god <laughs> come on my boy you've done it again yeah i, I did enjoy biblically accurate yes be not afraid like, ah. <laughs> um cool have you got anything else that you would like to comment on because i feel <laughs> like i've said everything that i wanted to say yeah i think i mean the only other thing i get is uh and this feels pernickety um, be be pernickety about pinocchio but i mean like because yeah we were talking about how um you know each of the um like major set pieces were sort of linked back to the war in some way and that Mm. the carnival became propaganda that pleasure island was a youth camp yeah uh and then they sort of did it with the whale in that they were with the sea mines or that like the sea became treacherous because of the war uh, I kind of maybe wish they could have um, linked that to the whale a bit more because they sort of established oh the whale like comes up to air every decade or and yeah it comes up like, to get the warmth of the yeah. sun every decade. I'm like, okay, and fine. Like, yeah. uh, I kind of wish they had maybe suggested that the like the maybe the whale wouldn't have been there if it weren't for the war, so that the whale sort of becomes a metaphor for the destruction of war in itself. I also was kind of, like I was thinking about the ten year cycle because like. 
<clears throat> like Carlo was killed presumably in World War One, since mm. like he was there was war happening and bombing happening and he died and then an indeterminate amount of time passes and Mussolini is on the rise and you're just like okay so did is this within the period of World War Two happening is this like happening within five years because yeah. Geppetto does not age that much but it's long enough that a tree can grow reasonably tall yeah which I don't know how fast pine grows but I was like so I assume like maybe it's the transition from World War One to, like, World War Two. So, took, yeah. yeah, so in which case, that still doesn't fit, like, the whole notion of, like, every ten years, because I'm like, because that's, like, what, 1918 through to, like, 1930, mm. right? Um, uh, so I was like, I'm trying, not 1930, 1935, right? Mm. No, 1939 to 1945. There you go, even longer, so it's 20 years, like, yeah. you know, so I was like, nope, still doesn't work. Um, so I was trying to think of, like, you know, in the same way of, like, is this directly, like, a metaphor for, like, the inevitable rise of war in, like, the theatre of Europe or yeah. whatever? But, hey, again, I feel like maybe we're overthinking it. But I agree with you. It doesn't quite tie in in the same way that we would like. Good whale, though. Yeah, great Really whale. ugly. <laughs> Just, like, did not like looking at it. No. <laughs> Had a bad time whenever it was on screen. I was like, oh, Jesus. I also, one of my favourite moments had to be that cap- ship captain being, like... We can't cross the strait. There's a horrible fish that's going to eat everybody and he just wants blood. And Japan's like, take me, please. He's like, all right. They got on the boat. They're riding out the whale. So he goes, arrivederci, and just dives over the side. I was like... Dives over the side and out of the movie yeah, forever. it doesn't appear. And you're just like, all right, great. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, just perfect use of a character. Mm. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, this brings us to final thoughts. Um, Jim. Can I prompt you for your final thoughts on Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? Uh, yeah, it's, good job. Good job. <laughs> Big thumbs. Ciao, bella. Ciao, bella. Um, <laughs> see, now I want to try and tie it in with Luca. Like, it's a great movie, but nobody got hit in the face with a giant sandwich. <laughs> Therefore, it's the inferior Italian movie. <laughs> uh, I think on that note, I'm going to end it there. Bye!